0: Theme song is going to be the shitty theme song from Crash. <laughs> <laughs> that that Mad World knockoff. <laughs> In the In the Welcome to Oops, I Talk Politics. The- political podcast, left-wing political podcast, where we discuss uh, pop culture in the political context excessively, to the point that's annoying. I'm <laughs> Sly. And I'm Ryan. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. Welcome, guys.
1: Hi. Thanks. It's great being here again. Yeah, good, good to be here. Yeah, I really wanted to do this episode so
0: much. Are just... uh, you, You're excited to talk about our current topic today, the movie Crash, the, the non-racist movie about racism. The most racist 24 hours in America's <laughs> history. <laughs> So, Directed um, by Paul Haggis. Paul Haggis, yes. Uh, we'll get into Paul Haggis and his thoughts on this. Will <laughs> we? But first, I want to get your thoughts on this, guys. First, let's talk about the aesthetics and how we feel about this movie aesthetically-wise in terms of cinematography, music, acting-wise. And whoever, whoever wants to jump in can jump in and tell me what, what they think about this movie's aesthetics first. Uh,
1: so I saw this last night and I thought the cinematography was pretty good, actually, for most of it. Uh, Me too. Some of the shots were filmed really interestingly. Like, there was really like, wide-angle shots, and they would transition. I know it can, get, it can get old when you see someone open a door, and then it transitions to another scene of a guy coming out of a different door. For, like, but every five minutes. Yeah. It's like they, did, they overdid that, I think, but in general, there were a lot of really cool shots, I think. Um, and the acting was pretty good. There were some scenes, though, that I was like, It's so unbelievable, like, what's happening here that I can't get into it. Mm -hmm. Do you have any examples you want to point out? Yeah, like... Uh, Chinaman. Well, that one... (laughs) Not even that one. I was thinking of the scene where uh, Ludacris and his friend go to rob that guy whose wife got assaulted by the cop the night before, so he feels, like, emasculated, and... I, Terrence uh, Howard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I, I feel like, okay, that's a, that's, you can do something with that. Now he's trying to be tough and stand up to people because he felt like yesterday he didn't. But the way the scene happens, like he starts fighting them, they fight him, they get in the car with him, he gets in the car, <laughs> he starts driving away, away from the cops. The cops all pull him over and then he grabs the gun, puts it in his pocket and starts cursing at the cops. And I'm like, I it was just, I know they wanted to force a police confrontation with him, but. It just felt like it didn't. It didn't make sense. Like how this turned out this way.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, we were. Um, I was watching a, a commentary about this movie. A pro, pro, uh, positive commentary about this movie. And they talked about that scene and said, "Oh, the fault wasn't uh, like the acting. Terrence Howard, he didn't give enough to the scene." But I think it was the fucking writing. Was you may so... know
2: Terrence Howard as the first War Machine. Also, yeah. the other War Machines in this movie. Don't wait, you oh yeah, too War Machine to war. versus War yeah. Machine, but
0: they don't actually meet. unfortunately. Wait, yeah. so
2: wait, the, people were
0: saying that the acting was what ruined it. This is Terrence Howard. Uh, Malcolm said uh, Terrence Howard. Malcolm from our show, Common Radio. So
2: the the just we're talking about uh, Malcolm and Justin from Apoc Radio, who did yeah. a recent episode on this movie. And they blame Terrence Howard saying, oh, he didn't give enough to the scene. No,
1: the the circumstances that put people together in certain scenes was just unbelievable. The same way with the little girl almost got shot. It's like, as she jumps in his arms, he shoots. Immediately, instead of being shocked, people just break down crying because they want to have the girl dying being like a sad thing. But, it's it's just so unbelievable how it all plays out. Like, so
2: just real quick, I'm not. We're not gonna go through the plot of this movie. But if you haven't seen it, it's basically like a cast of maybe like a dozen characters, and, uh, and then like uh, weird choices too.
0: You have uh, you have uh, Terrence Howard, Tony Danza, Keith <laughs> Danza, yeah. Don
1: Cheadle, Ludacris, Ludacris. <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't believe Ludacris was in this movie. Brendan Fraser, Sandra yeah. Bullock,
0: Sandra Bullock. It's a weird. It's the most mishmash cast I've ever the seen. The guy from Ant Man.
2: Yeah, uh, Michael Pena. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And basically, it's like a day in the life of all these people as they live in LA, and it's they're all like little vignette stories, I guess, that like kind of yeah. cross over sometimes. Sometimes there's people. no real main
0: plot. I want to point that
2: out.
1: It's it, just it, it is supposed to be like little vignettes or like this like. This just slow walk through like different racist scenes, and the movie, I guess, is trying to explore. Yeah, it's, it's like, a complicated
3: portrait issues. of all these people's lives and how they interact and weave with each other. Or as the yeah. movie says, they're desperate for attention, so they crash into each other.
0: And the heavy handed way they deliver that message. Yeah, and too.
2: I actually, I'm really torn on if I like this, the movie itself. We'll get into the politics of it later, but I'm really torn because I really like, like, adjacent narratives that cross over, and I like that they don't all meet up at the end. Same. And they kind of just tangentially brush against each other. But, like, Phil was saying, so many of the circumstances are so circumstantial that it's like, oh, you're in L.A., and every time a cop needs to be there, it's going to be one of two cops. Yeah. And, like, you're... So I guess there's only one guy that fixes locks in this whole city. Like... And that, that didn't, that didn't uh, bug me as much
0: there's one instance that where did bug me the rapist cop meeting the girl he, he raped uh, molested the night before that bugged me but in general the thing that bugged me more is it, it felt like it didn't build up to anything and it didn't feel like it was creating a larger narrative it just felt like a bunch of scenes that happened but and then I, it ended the thing is when it I was is.
2: watching it I found that like I found that to at first I thought it was a problem with the pacing because I was like this is boring when is it getting to like the important part but then at the end, I did kind of like that there wasn't some big thing at the end that was like, see, it was all for this. I know what you mean, but the, the first hour, like, like I had the same
1: reaction you did, where after the, like, 50-minute mark, you're like, holy shit, I'm not even halfway through this movie and nothing has happened.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, and that, that's the thing is why I'm, like, torn about it, because I appreciate what he's trying to do, that it's not, like, every character matters, see, but I, at the I, same I'm, time, it's boring to watch.
3: I'm fine with movies like that. Like, I, I kind of enjoy just the these short... Where they can go nowhere, but as long as they say meaningful things about like little bits about their lives, like I, I can, I can kind of in, enjoy that. The problem is, is what they say about the little bits I didn't like.
0: I think I think Simpsons is this concept better. The whole vignettes showing an episode, just a bunch of vignettes of people's lives. Even Simpsons is that better. It's concept has done better
2: before. <laughs> I guess yeah. Simpsons so, did it. Simpsons yeah. did it. I mean, I'm not saying it's perfect, but I. I, I don't, think I didn't. I didn't hate the movie. I, like, after
1: it was over, I was like, I definitely wouldn't give this an Oscar, <laughs> but...
0: It was- oh, so this discussion is going to get interesting. So, uh, getting into the politics of it, I so, want yeah, to just
2: ask- Just to, to put a cap on that, like, I agree with Phil cap that I ass. didn't hate it. <laughs> yeah,
0: Speaking of racial stereotypes...
2: I didn't hate it, I thought it could be done better, but I thought cinematography and cast-wise, I thought it was actually pretty good.
0: I think the acting's solid. The writing is what... Uh, the cinematography is good. The act, the writing is what really drags yeah, it down, Yeah, the writing not great.
2: And to get into the writing, we kind of have to get into the politics of
0: it. Yeah, so I'm going to ask Daryl to start on this one. Because Daryl uh, basically was the one who really pushed this one into our forefront of our minds. By basically positing the notion that this movie is uh, the Trump uh, voters' view on race.
3: It's, yeah, it's it's a wet dream for Trump supporters. And it's because it's a very good – it's a great movie to look back and see how we viewed race relations in the early 2000s, which is that it's very complicated and potentially, like, everyone's at fault equally. And that's the, my biggest problem with the movie is it paints everyone that's, like – Um. It also, it also tries to do a lot of uh, inversions where it's like this liberal person, you know, Ludacris' character and the young liberal cop that's trying not to be a racist. Those people actually are – they secretly harbor deep uh, problems or things that, that when they're con- – um, in moments of conflict – that they they turn on them easily because
2: and that, i feel like those characters as soon as there's like conflict they revert to type yeah and i use that like i don't like i use it like the movie does which is like kind of super offensively
3: yeah and it, it the, the, the
1: that movie... doesn't that doesn't have to be a bad thing though because i i think it is a it's it's worth exploring this idea that People who feel consciously like they are one way or believe something consciously doesn't mean they subconsciously don't feel a different way. It's just that the movie doesn't handle
3: yeah, that. Again, yeah, again, I'm, I, I'm yeah. not complaining about just that aspect. It's how the movie handles it where it's okay. like it's purposely doing this not because they're like, let's actually look at their problems. It's like actually Ludacris would rob a black man despite what he says because he's a piece of shit.
0: My 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 problem with the way this handles race goes back to the writing because it tries to make these issues on uh these points on race, but the writing is uh, makes it fall apart because uh, we t- we mentioned that ridiculous situation where one guy gets another guy's car and then confront the police. That's to me that felt like a really roundabout way to make it seem like uh like this is how uh, black guys get shot by cops because they they they, they get too confrontational and this it's this weird roundabout way of presenting that situation where where a guy who did nothing is.
1: Taking another guy's gun to take out to go talk to the cops and just starts cursing at them
2: and what like they were pulling over him over for what like the whole scene was so a guy that apparently the night before his wife for the first time ever was like you've never actually been black we've never had this conversation before <laughs> and we're having it now during this day where everything happens for after some reason after I got
3: molested
2: <laughs> and then the next the next day Tony Danza tells him tells <laughs> Terrence Howard that hey can you make uh, this guy in your script more black and my big problem with the structure of this film is I feel like it's having me look at this world where nobody cared about race or talked about race until today. Because you never have characters. I was waiting for a character to be like, are we having this conversation again? They're all like, what do you mean I'm not black enough or I'm too black or... Like, Don Cheadle's character confronts another cop and it's like, What do you mean by black people? But it's established that apparently the LIPD is super, super racist, but this detective has never had to deal with it before until today. Yeah. And I feel like there's so many big dramatic conversations that would be stronger in a longer form film, but if it all takes place in a day, you want me to like you expect me to believe that Terrence Howard and his wife, who he says, like, this is what you have to do as a black man in America. You have to just listen to the police and let them do whatever they want. But they've never had this conversation before. I find that really jarring. And going back to the writing, I, I think also uh,
0: another extreme example for me is uh, that that really, uh, is, that really uh, makes it wear down is the, the fact that the, Ch- the only Chinese characters in the, in the story are Chinese slave herders. Mm-hmm. And then the the white uh, Ludicrous's white boss is like, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll take Chinese slaves. F- fuck it. I, like, I love that too.
1: How he he sells cars. This guy. He's yeah. Ludicrous steals cars and brings it to this guy to just resell. He's
2: so, like the he's a Russian guy that you see in every fucking yeah. movie. Like this. so, he brings him a car
1: full of fucking slaves, and he's instead of being like, holy shit, he's like, I'll sell these slaves. Like because if you sell stolen cars, you have a slave connection. And then yeah. Ludicrous instead of being like, I'm gonna. S- tell the cops or something he's just like I'll bring him to Chinatown
0: and he drops yeah. him off and gives him $40 for chop suey or whatever mm-hmm. and he calls them all Chinamen. going back to Daryl's Daryl suggested this idea that this is just ascribing white racism to black people so it's everyone's fault basically
3: because even, even at the end of it you have like the the um a black person and the uh the Asian guy that crash into each other's cars and then they start calling each other names and in the beginning of the movie it's the Hispanic lady crashing into the Chinese lady's car and then yeah. they start calling each other names. It's like it's things. crazy how
2: quickly they start talking. I about. know. Like they know. get into it, a fender bender and she's just like, "No Asians can drive," and she's like, yeah. "Mexicans can't drive either." I couldn't believe that
1: too because it's like I know they want to talk about race issues and racism obviously exists, but the the. The quickness to which everyone in this entire city is immediately just like you this you that you like it, it's crazy how racist everyone it was. reminds
2: me of what uh, something Phil's talked about in superhero comics when thugs when a cop shows up and everybody takes out th- a thousand guns yeah. and it's like as soon as there's a slight confrontation like Don Cheadle argues with his girlfriend I guess and she's like I'm Mexican and you said I was white. And he's like, well, how come all Mexicans park their cars on the lawn? And it's like, yeah. what? Immediately.
1: Like, it's, and it's like, that's, that's a good point that it's not just even strangers. It's like everyone to their friends and coworkers and their lovers. They'll just immediately just be like, yeah, well, you're this. So obviously this stereotype.
2: And did and- you guys, I don't, I might've missed something. Cause I, I watched it this afternoon. I felt like they kept having bad things to happen to all the characters that were circumstantial and not just because of racism. And then they're like, wait, something bad has to happen to a white person. She falls down the stairs. See, it's just as bad for white people. Oh yeah, The the, the,
0: the, the only uh, racist white person is is like Sandra Bullock. And her big problem is that she wants to fire her maid because a black guy robbed her.
2: Yeah, and she she falls down the stairs. And then all of her bitchy white friends don't help her go to the hospital. And her maid does. And she's just like... You know, Maid, whose name is... I don't even know if it's mentioned in the movie. probably no. is. But it's like, Maid, you're the only friend I have. I guess racism is over.
3: <laughs> the, you're forgetting the most important racist character. The yes. Co- the cop that diddles the yeah. girl. Uh, but
0: the cop actually has a good reason for being racist. Because... Uh, I want to ask but you guys... everybody cause... has a
2: good reason for being racist.
0: <laughs> I want to I ask you guys, because this, uh, this scenario seems so far-fetched. So the cop is... The, the, the muster cop is racist because... His dad hired black people, and then when Affirmative Action kicked in, he didn't have any more black people to hire since so that dad went out of business? No, I think it was that
1: they, minority-owned businesses got preference over his in terms of yeah, hiring the government.
2: Yeah, the government instituted Affirmative Action, so his janitorial company, the government Could, only... Contracts. Yeah, they only gave contracts to minority-led companies. Is that... I'm making it on this.
0: It, it's hard like, to
1: say because, like... If you're giving preference to another group, he might have been the last. Like he might have been on the very border and got edged out as a result, and then he could have gone bankrupt. I guess. Uh, I, uh, but like, I feel like things happen. like
2: this it are. I'm sure. I'm sure it's happened at least once. Yeah. I know, but it seems like it seems like we to have his his him the white racist
0: example hinge on that. Particularly specific instance.
2: I, I've heard lots of white racist people hinge on that as the reason why they're racist. This it's movie's like, profound, after wrong! <laughs> no, but like it, my big problem with it is, it's. I feel like the message of this movie is like, if somebody's racist, it's for a reason that's not their fault, and like, oh,
3: that's that's a good point.
2: And I feel like everyone is, like, there's no bad guy in this movie, really. And the thing that bothers me is there are people that are just racist because they're assholes. And I'm not saying this movie should have a bunch of straw men, but they're, I feel like they're trying to justify to people that feel victimized by racism that, like, oh, no, you just don't understand them. They have their own struggles. So and, and you can't really be mad at them for yeah, being the, racist. Yeah, the most
3: important part that that comes in is during the cop that molested the girl – it was this black lady that you molested, and then she gets in an accident, and he gets called on the scene, and he has to save her from the car that's flipped over and on fire. And it's supposed to be like this, like a, a, a muddying of the waters, where you thought he was a bad guy, but see, he's still doing the right thing. Yeah. And you think it's like actually he's doing his job. Like this is what he's supposed to. He's supposed to like help her and save her. Yeah, Even but though he, it's a, he it's goes.
1: A, he goes above and beyond.
3: Yeah, it's a heroic act. But the the problem is that, like, it it doesn't give anything back to the girl for that scene. It, it like... It just makes her wrong. You walk away from the movie thinking where it's, like, that she's just going to be quiet about that this terrible thing happened to her. That he did her heroic act. So, it, it like
0: it just makes her wrong for judging him, saying, oh, you're, you're the molester cop, get away from me. Why, deep down, she should have been open-minded
2: to have, him, have her... And, and,
1: that, and that scene of like her in his arms, it's like, so like the white man does save the day. You think See, you I, didn't want to be molested. But yeah, that. and
2: I want to compare the Sandra Bullock realization with his redemption because she's like this racist rich lady who falls down the stairs and only the Mexican lady takes care of her. And she realizes that just the mean things she was saying and her racist opinions were wrong and now she's like, I'm gonna be better. That's fine. The cop molests her and fucking fingers her pressed against a car because she's like mouthing off to him and yet, and then I actually think that the scene starts out really, really strongly where she is in a flipped up car the car is like about to explode and she's stuck in her seatbelt and he is like trying to save her and she's like, no, you don't get to touch me. And he's basically like no, I'm a hero now and he takes her away and, and saves her, and she gives him this look that I took as, like, oh, see, he's more nuanced than that. But the difference is, Sandra Bullock was like, I said mean things, I'm sorry. He still fucking molested somebody. It's yeah. not like all of a sudden that's and he fine. he still has his job. Yeah, and it's one thing when you say mean things to somebody, and then you're like, I'm sorry. Yeah, granted, like, that doesn't make everything okay, but... You don't get to get forgiven because you're a fucking rapist. That's not the same thing.
3: And it's uh, there's also, like, the problem of that women ha- like being silent in the face of their um, assaulters is an actual, like, that's a real thing. And that happens more often than, like, probably white companies being edged out because of minority <laughs> programs.
2: Yeah, and at the same time... I find her arc, the wife, so fucking bothersome because there's the scene where she talks to her husband, Terrence Howard, and she's really upset, not because she was raped, not because she was molested, because it was a show of force, so the cops took away her husband's dignity.
1: Yeah. I I have a big
2: fucking problem with that (laughs) because basically they're saying, oh no, he respected her as a black person, so he's good now, when he still super disrespected her as a woman, as did the screenwriters, and I have a huge fucking problem with that. Uh, So speaking of the screenwriters, uh, or screenwriter in this
0: case, it's uh, Paul Paul Haggis. Um, You might know him from uh, he he wrote uh, Flags of Our Fathers. He wrote uh, Casino Royale, Million Dollar Baby, Hmm. and this is the first film he, uh, this biggest film he directed. Uh, He's usually usually a good writer, but like I said, I don't find his writing on this work to be particularly good.
1: Yeah, I agree cuz I I like all those other movies. Um This is that...
2: he, I'm looking at his filmography. He's got he's all over the place here. He yeah. did Casino Royale and Quantum of Salus, but also Terminator Salvation. Uh, that's a shame. But uh <laughs> <laughs> can't win them all. Can't win them all. Yeah.
0: I I want to have Paul Haggis' words on this in, in an interview. So welcome had, our first guest Paul Haggis. <laughs> an interview he had 6 years ago addressing the the crash, uh backlash. Uh and uh he said uh, "This is well, I'm just going to be out of his quote to you uh, but the other thing I saw was how people have to make themselves feel smart and smarter than the filmmaker well I'm not the smartest guy in the world but <laughs> I certainly know I was dealing with stereotypes I don't know if Crash is a good movie or not because I didn't set out to make a movie really what I wanted to do is make more of a social experiment I was really upset I just thought about myself and my preconceptions about people the way that I judge people and I was also upset the friends I'd seen who'd done uh, things that were in that film it was really bothering me living in Los Angeles and so I said I wonder if I could do this how do you guys think about uh, uh, that, that quote? The idea that it was more of a social experiment. Uh, I mean, that, uh, that's sh-
3: what it comes off as, is that he's like, you know, I think everyone's racist. I kind of want to just write a movie where I, get the, you, where I can write those things out. Where it's like, look how racist this person is, even though it comes off as completely unnatural. Because in one day, you're not going to live your most racist life possible.
0: Yeah. Uh, so let me read the second quote. Uh, so I said, hmm, I wonder if I could do this I wonder if I can do a movie which reinforces all your preconceptions, I'm going to sit you in the dark, I'm going to tell you everything you already secretly know, all those stereotypes, I'm going to reinforce them, this person does that, this person does this, all these little, all these different things, that's exactly what shh, it's okay, you're in the dark, no one's going to challenge you, it's fine, so I set up all these stereotypes right at the beginning, and then I say, now watch this, watch me fuck with you, and then one at a time maybe you question every single thing you know about this character until hopefully you're left spinning You're, you're left spinning so I don't know if it was a good movie, but I know it was a good experiment because people literally walk out saying, the movie just changed my life, I started thinking differently, I just started dealing with my housekeeper differently, whatever. Uh, what, do you, what do you guys think That's about that? That's interesting. Um,
2: I f- but I feel it- like, to go back to what Daryl and Sly and maybe Phil were saying before, is I feel like it's white like it's a way for white people to be like oh no my prejudices are more okay than i thought they were like i don't think a black person who's been like molested by the police is going to see this movie and be like oh no i understand his dad lost his job yeah, you know he was he's
3: probably a good guy
1: well that's what they're going for though it's like the whole movie is like people are more complicated than you think and you don't know what's going on in everyone else's lives like his dad can't get medical treatment so he's you know whatever but at the same time you're right that they do use that as like a way to just be like, if they do bad things, it's okay because they're, they're having a bad day.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing is I feel like no one's punished for any of the bad things they do. But, but uh, uh, I, I do
0: want to read the other quote because he says, uh, I wanted to write that movie, and uh, this is from the Huffington Post, a different uh, interview from uh, 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 two years ago. I want to write that movie and bust liberals. It's too easy to bust folks considered to be racist. Uh, is those people who think we have it all figured out and who think we're good people we're good liberals these are people you can trust because there's a level of denial so like you, like what what Ryan's saying like uh, these people don't get punished all this stuff but like he says his point wasn't to like oh uh, we, we might interpret it this way but he says his intention was not to uh, a, a show uh, racist right, right- wingers that your racism is right to show liberals that racism exists and you liberals think you have it figured out but he you he wanted don't.
3: us to play the part of that liberal cop that he well, at yeah. the end of the movie he shoots an unarmed black man because he thought he had a gun because it, well, it that, looked that, like that was the a that was the most dark
1: example where they have the, there's two cops in the movie basically and they have the racist one who molests the woman but saves her and, but saves her and then you have the yeah. other one who won't be that guy's partner anymore because of what he did so it's trying to reinforce that message of like he thinks he's holier than thou like I, I'm i not racist but secretly deep down subconsciously he is the
2: one, like I you know, said, who,
1: who shoots okay, the black man. And, okay,
2: I would be fine with that, like, when push came to shove, he got scared because the black guy was pulling something out of his pocket. If it wasn't preceded by five minutes of the cop being like, yeah, but black people, am I right, guys? Like, because the the guy that's in the car, the black guy that gets shot, is like, I really like country. Like, I was writing a country song yesterday, and the white guy's like, no, you weren't. Black people don't like country. Yeah. And then he's like oh, I was down in the valley for ice skating. I really like hockey. And both of these things were established earlier in the movie. So, like, he's not just saying it to be, like, cute. And he's like, no, you don't. You're just being fun. Black people don't like hockey. And
1: then, and then he tries to leave,
2: abandon him on the ho- side of the highway. He's just like, get out of my fucking car. And that's the thing. is, like, I understand if, like, he's, he's a cop. It shows, he shows, you know, like, from the cop's eyes, he sees, like... His he's got something in his pocket and he's using like his detective skills to know like this guy might have a weapon or something. His
1: his clothes are ripped from when he was running from the cops earlier. Yeah,
2: but then have him just be having a nice conversation and then have the scene where he's reaching for his pocket. Having him say a bunch of racist stuff beforehand. It like to me totally invalidates his point. again,
1: Again, it's trying to force a scene like they did with the other ones. Where they're, they're like, they want him to have a standoff, but he's a nice guy. But all of a sudden, he just starts saying like, you're laughing? You're laughing? Get the fuck out of my car. And the, the other guy's like, hey, man, don't don't kick me out. He's like, get the fuck out. And then the guy... That's,
0: is, what, that, the- that's what that's what I wanted to bring up. I want to bring up this question to you because this is the ultimate point I want to get to in this episode. Uh, obviously, they heavy-handed. These things are forced, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But people, we are saying this. This movie could be interpreted this way. This movie could be interpreted that way. It's always not subtle enough for our liberal tastes, our educated liberal tastes. But if this movie, uh, first of all, we can we have to accept the idea that masses are we have to be heavy-handed and blunt as possible. That's why Trump won. (laughs) That's reality living. If this movie, uh, uh, and uh, this movie. Largely, largely, the reaction to it was either the right wing said this is just white people trying to make us feel white liberal guilt, and the left wing saying this over my eyes about racism. I want to be less racist from now on. So this movie really didn't back up any right wingers' uh, theories about the world. It only made left wingers reconsider their uh, feelings about racism. So if this had a positive, even though it might be flaws of work, and I think it's it's a bad movie, but if it had a a positive influence on the world and on people's idea. Uh, ideas on this issue. Not not, uh, not the way the movie should uh, make you think the way uh, it presents these ideas, but the way uh, people interpret it for some whatever reason, people interpret it in a positive
2: way. Is it a positive outcome? I mean, I will say I watched this movie in high school in like a public issues class called Public Issues. And... divisive of Issues? Yeah. And I watched it in the guise of, like, let's analyze this in, a, like, an educational setting and, like, discuss it on race, like, kind of how we're doing it now. And I'll say, when I was 16 and I watched it, I really liked it. And I don't think I'd ever seen a movie like this. Granted, I'm, like, a middle-class white kid that, like, didn't go out of his way to, in like, you know, see racial analyses of anything. But... I do kind of have to give credit to what you're saying, Sly, is like, it did make me think of things in a more nuanced way than when I watched it this time and I was just like, this movie's boring and the pacing is bad. But I I, I have to kind of side with you on that, that maybe it is overall positive.
0: Uh, what do you think, uh, Phil and Daryl? Um,
1: I think getting, regardless of how successful it is, getting people to talk about social issues is important. So, um, Even if we can say maybe it's not a great movie, or it is very flawed of the way to handle things. Um, like, like it's kind of like the argument you have made in the past about those comics from the, like the 60s and 70s that tackle race issues but do it very poorly. But you're like, it's they're trying to talk about this for the first time, and I think there is some merit to that, um, regardless of how effective it is to get to get people talking about it and thinking about it, and more importantly, challenging their own beliefs which is something that people don't like to
2: do one thing the movie did come out 13 years ago and we are still kind of talking about it yeah,
0: yeah. One, one example i want to bring up is i'll compare this to uncle tom's cabin which is a book that most people consider laughable now and the, the term uncle tom is a uh, derogatory term i don't think anyone considers it exemplary fiction anymore i'm
2: kind of really surprised that they did that his wife didn't call terrence howard an uncle yeah. tom but uh uh
0: well, for a lot of people in the, during this, their, the pre civil war era people uh, read that book and that made them be more open minded towards abolition a lot and- a
1: lot of people like it was it was very influential
0: so like i will compare, compare it like that like you people might say all Thomas cam is a bad book but like it had a good influence on humanity so
1: yeah and i think any i think any time people are going outside of their comfort zone and thinking about things they don't normally which is either questioning their beliefs or reinforcing them or whatever but they're still
0: thinking differently
1: it is a positive thing in the end
0: so Daryl, you're the strongest anti this movie yeah uh so you what do you think these my full of shit or do i
3: <laughs> no no i think those arguments hold credence i'm just not gonna give it to this movie because it's not a good art this movie doesn't provide a good argument for that i mean it is it's good to talk about these things I think like it it does try in that light, but I think it it fails more than it succeeds. So I, I in in
0: what way in, in in just the way it delivers a message or the because yeah. like as a that's the question I'm asking like if the product is flawed but the message it, people get get a positive message from it, um, is, is there some value that product at least uh, there being such a product to hit with the masses in the general sense? I, I guess.
3: Yeah, that that's I don't know if that's an argument I wanna. Uh, dissect right now whether or not even if a movie has like a certain message if the takeaway from it is better than the message does that make it a good movie
2: I just think the message is flawed in the film from the beginning though because the first two scenes are a a Persian guy trying to buy a gun and he's speaking Persian because he's not super He's not super fluent in English to his daughter. Uh, I think he's speaking
1: Farsi. Ryan, I don't know. Piece sorry, sorry. I speak
0: uh, Muslimic.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. And he uh he the guy is like, hey Osama, you gonna buy this gun or you know I don't want to sell you this gun now. And the guy <laughs> immediately becomes like really really aggressive and like a scary foreigner. And you're yeah. like, oh, so this guy's kind of a jerk, even though like he's in the right here. You still don't like feel for him. And then the next scene are two black guys walking down the street complaining that, like, everyone's racist and, like... They complained they're...
3: that the, their waitress didn't tip them because they're black.
2: Yeah, no, no, well, the no, waitress didn't... Tip, they, they
0: didn't the waitress didn't give them better service because yeah. they knew, knew they, they wouldn't tip them. Yeah, and
2: yeah. At, while they're having this conversation... Waiters just expected to tip black people in this backwards <laughs> Society yeah. affirmative action. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he's saying that she didn't tip us and then look at this white woman clutching her purse as she walks towards us. And then they're like, well, did you tip? And he goes, of course not. And then they fucking carjack her. So it's like, see, all of those worries that you have that black people don't tip and they're carjackers are true. See, well, it's fine. Well,
1: it's like that the, the Iranian guy. I was actually expecting him to become a terrorist through the movie because of the way the movie handled everything. Uh, he he yeah. almost did. He, he, he yeah, almost that's did. the thing. It's like he his store gets robbed and he's immediately his first thought, his wife is like, they thought we were Arab and whatever. They're ignorant. They're racist. And he's like... I'm
3: gonna go shoot my locks. And see, like, see what yeah. reversal does it provide there? It's like you think he's a crazy, unhinged uh, terrorist, and he goes and he almost shoots a girl.
2: And re- his redemption, his redemption is he's like, I was saved by a guardian. His angel. His redemption say it gets
3: crazier because yeah. she's his guardian angel, which doesn't make any sense. The man should be behind
0: bars. Yeah. That's why barely. That's why. That's why I mean, like this movie, the, the, the multiple narratives, uh, shit doesn't work for me because that's the best example because. That that whole exchange that doesn't have much to do. This specifically the exchange between Michael Peña's character and the the uh, Arab guy. Not Arab. Whatever the fuck he is, Persian. <laughs> That's Iranian. a big
2: fucking point of the movie. Yeah. Sly. I think I, I, I think he's
3: Iranian. He's Iranian. Yeah. Yeah. Persian, so the
0: Iranian so. guy and Michael Peña's character. The. the that has nothing to do with race, really. Uh, it's just the fact that I guess the guy can't speak English well, so you do not understand Michael Peña's point as much. <laughs> that he's fucking in the door. But, like, uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. Like These multiple narratives, uh, in general, don't uh, build toward a greater point. That Michael Peña and the Iranian guy's story could be cut, and you'll start the same message in the end.
3: Well, I, I don't think it has to, but I think this is what the movie's trying to do, is it's just trying to make little comments. Like he say, he's trying to put you in a dark room and just be like, look at this. Like, isn't this guy a terrorist? And also that, again, a super forced scene. Like I said before,
1: the girl jumps in his arms. It's a blank. And then immediately after someone attempted to shoot his daughter or him and then his daughter somehow survives, he just walks away from this guy. Yeah, he, he goes, goes back, back inside not a word spoken With, with, with a guy... The guy has a gun in his hand. They don't
2: even slam the door. They just like kind of close it hard. The guy has a gun. The part th- this whole thing is the fact that the, the white guy's
0: racism was justified because the white guy was like, the white gunster owner was yeah, like, "Yeah, I right. know you're gonna kill somebody with this gun, you fucking Arab piece of shit." Yeah.
3: <laughs> and it's, it's it's the same thing with like how ludicrous his character, I brought up that he's like, he tries to be a socially progressive person and he makes he makes comments about um, the Black Panthers and about like systemic racism. And then they just, they make him like out to be a character because he's like, I don't want to ride the bus because that's like, they want us to ride the bus. And like, he complains about rap music and it's just such a. It just tries so hard to flip things on their head and be like, isn't this like liberal and idiot and isn't this racist person isn't it like a deeper problem than it really is and you can do that in a movie but this movie focuses on so many different characters and does that with like every character that by the end of it you're just like all you wanted to do was just say think about things more but you did it you did it in a way that was really palatable to white people to be like oh you know I've seen this happen
0: before. like this. Really well, well, everything happens. has to be palatable to white people in order to get any audience. Yeah, The,
2: the ludicrous arc was especially egregious to me because he spends the whole movie, like every single part of society, he's like, this is designed to keep black people down. <laughs> like in the 60s and 70s, our music was, you know, like more nuanced and then like record labels pushed dumb black people rapping to keep us all like dumb. And he goes on this rant about how like black people recapturing the N word is just like another way to keep them down. And then he accidentally robs a black guy and immediately starts using the N word towards him. Like when there's the slightest conflict, Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, none of his convictions are true at all. Oh. And then he rides the bus. So like he was just saying that because he likes to hear himself talk. If you want to see something
1: that's that, hand, that. Talks that explores race relations and police. Eyes on the prophet No, <laughs> The Wire. <laughs> the Wire is a good example because just watch that's, The Wire if you want. to Because
0: usually shows. we recommend stuff. As uh, being a fucking intellectual liberals as we are, we recommend stuff that most people haven't seen. But The Wire is actually popular material, and yeah. does, uh, from what I hear, it, does, just, it just
1: does
3: uh, everything this movie tries does, to do. In a, it does way better yeah without without even feeling like it's trying to be like left-leaning or right-leaning it's just yeah tries, it just tries to be like really real with its material
0: yeah uh we should do a comparison we should watch the wire and the crash tv series based on the movie Ooh. and compare which <laughs> one's a better uh, race uh, tv show what's interesting about the wire is the
1: guy who wrote it uh was a like he was a police reporter or something he would sit in like with the cops of baltimore and like just so the stuff he's writing about he saw happen that's why it feels so real because it's like actual yeah. They, they base
3: a lot of things off of uh, real life real too. People. Like a lot of their yeah.
0: characters. And, and, and that's the best way to handle something like this because my, my biggest, the reason why I feel the writing well, feels so flawed is it feels, uh, is because if you're not basing out off something else, it's too easy to make a caricature of, some yeah, of a character. It's you know? just a bunch of straw men beating each other up. Yeah. But so, uh, let's do a final thoughts because I like how we kind of had a journey here where we were like, fuck this movie. Then we're like, maybe he has a good point. Then we're like, fuck this movie again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My final thought is that this movie does a lot of inversions. It's a social, it's a social experiment, but it does inversions without really uh, considering what the implications of its inversions are, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's like kind of machine gunning different points without really establishing a coherent point. It's. I think it's definitely a bad movie, at least in terms of writing. Uh, it might have raised some good points about racism, but it definitely didn't deserve best, best picture. Yeah, definitely
1: did not deserve best picture. But they, I think the the spray and pray machine gun approach it can be sometimes getting it can hit some people and make them think. So that's okay. Yeah, I yeah. think
2: if it if you're watching this as part of a like Daryl said at the very beginning, like what we, how we looked at race in 2004, and like look at it as like this was how hollywood and like mainstream culture started talking about race in like a pre-obama era i think that's fair and i think it's interesting but i don't think this is like a you gotta watch this movie man it'll change your life i think
3: it's actively pernicious at
2: least like it's in your big fucking college words
0: what does (laughs) pernicious mean daryl it's harmful okay (laughs)
3: It's because I wrote, like, because I was, I was initially writing a response to um, Malcolm and Justin's episode where they talked about the movie, and I, w- I was ending it by saying that the Crash, like, by the film's end, it's one black activist in the movie is a violent low life, and it's one Iranian uh, man is a unhinged lunatic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. And the white guy's trying to help his dad pee. Yeah,
3: and, and the racist, <laughs> abusive cop is actually a pretty good guy if you get to know him.
0: And the liberal white guy is a
1: is a real racist. He just murdered some Yeah, it's a murder guy and dumps him and dumps his body.
3: Which which like like if you wanted to portray things complicated, you can have some people be well, I guess they did have that guy in the beginning selling the bullets be racist and that was just that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but we but didn't see right. his story. Like he was also Yeah, yeah that's true. He was right. You
3: know, I was I was judging him. He probably has a good reason not to sell that guy, yeah. he,
2: the That guy he Yeah, that guy tried to kill a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah. So I, I think uh, we generally are, we have our thoughts on this movie.
3: Yeah, I was glad Michael Pena wasn't. There wasn't any like secret thing to him. I was
2: really expecting him to actually be the one who. Yeah, broke I was into expecting
3: that. him to actually be breaking
0: into places since he was a lockpick. Because
2: his arc was the one that like gave me the most feels. Like I yeah. I really liked him in this movie. I
0: think even Paul Haggis knew Michael Pena is a flawless man, and <laughs> I can't have him do anything bad. Anything <laughs> yeah, bad. pretty much. All uh, right, so that wraps up. Uh, oops, I talked about politics. Uh, I've been Sly, I've been Ryan, I've been a terrorist,
3: <laughs> and I am an SJW cuck.
0: Whoops, i ended the podcast. Comradradio.com,
1: <laughs> independent podcasting network.